You're listening to F-Stop Collaborate and Listen with host Matt Payne. Welcome to episode 48. This week's guest is Miles Morgan. Man, I, I love Miles Morgan. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever talked to. And God, his posts on Instagram and, and 500px, etc. are just so freaking awesome and hilarious. And, you know, that's one of the things we talked a lot about on the podcast is the art of storytelling and and how that relates so heavily with landscape photography these days. And that just really makes an image, I think. And so we talked a lot about that. We talked about balancing full-time work, family, and photography. Um, We talked about digital manipulation. Uh, We talked about how to choose a workshop that matches your needs. And we talked about a new printing medium called Big Naked Wall, which both Miles and I are starting to use and uh, we both like. And lastly, um, Miles talked to us a little bit about this concept of active viewing, which I think you'll enjoy as well. Over on Patreon this week, uh, Miles told us a story. Um, He's an airline pilot, and uh, several years ago, another photographer on the internet tried to get him fired from his pilot job over a photograph that Miles posted, which is a super interesting story, and I always wanted to know about it, so... Um, if you're not a, a supporter on Patreon, please uh, consider it. I'm posting a lot of bonus content over there and hoping to get closer and closer to being able to give out my $1,000 Landscape Conservation Award. So please check that out. As usual, check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff, Matt Payne Photo and Matt Payne Photography. And I uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode. Take care. Morgan, it's so cool to have you on the podcast finally, man. Hey, Matt, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, being on here. And you must have, uh, if you've gotten to me, you've run out of interesting people to talk to. So I will I will hold up the rear for you. Yeah, no problem. This is probably the last episode. That's what uh, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill this podcast. Nobody's ever going to listen again. So you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, final episode with the world's worst landscape photographer, <laughs> exactly. Miles Mark. <laughs> yes. Right. So it's a great title. Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, one of the things that I really appreciate about you is your humility. Um, every time I listen to you or read any of your posts, you're like, yeah, this is a pretty bad photo. Or um, I just, obviously, you are a very talented photographer, but I think making fun of yourself, I think a lot of people like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. That's, that's, a, that's a very kind thing to say. Um, uh, self-deprecation uh, is something I've done, you know, my whole life. It just, it feels right. And that's probably why Ryan Dyer and I get along so well as he's the same way. But, you know, honestly, I really believe it when I'm saying it. It's, it's, uh, it, there's something about when I look at my own photos, even if I'm really stoked on it after I process and finish it up, after looking at it for a couple weeks, I usually kind of hate it. And I, I don't know if that's probably some Freudian thing somewhere, but uh, it does keep me coming back for more. So it, it's a it's a motivation for me, I guess. But <laughs> I'm just not a huge fan of my own work for for whatever reason. It just I don't know. It just bores me after a while. Has it has it always been that way? 
You know, I don't know. Um, outside of photography, um, I don't really do anything. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, for yeah, your I mean, photos, like, have you always felt that way about them? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, since the beginning of this process, it's after, you know, I'll, I'll get home and I'll be super stoked and I'll put it on the computer and I think, oh, eh, that's not quite as good as I thought. And then I'll process it up and I'll finish and I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's not bad. And I'll, I'll look at it and think, okay, cool. And I'll look at it for a few days and, and, and after, you know, after a couple of weeks of it, I just, I'm over it. Huh. And it's weird because I don't feel that way about a lot of other photographers work. I can look at, you know, images that I like from uh, Mark Adamus or Ryan or Chip or David Thompson or Zach Bright or, you know, any of the Ian Plant. And those images hold their value for me for years. But something about my own work, I just, maybe I just spend too much time looking at it while I'm processing. Yeah. But I'm just I'm over it by the time I finish and get 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 a little space from it, and that's not a bad thing I think because it does you know I, then I think well I better go make something else because <laughs> I'm sick of this so yeah uh, it motivates me to get back out there and try it again. That's funny because um, when I first started it was like the opposite. I was like this is the best photo I've ever seen in my oh, life. Is that right? And then you know like two or three years later I'm like wow most of my stuff is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that, I know that feeling very well. But yeah, do you now? Do you ever go back and look at those images and reprocess them and try it yeah, again? Yeah, you know, I used to spend a lot more time than I do now doing that. Um, I think, um, you know, now that I'm doing the podcast, a lot more of my time is spent on that. But um, mm -hmm. I do enjoy doing that, especially if it was a good composition or there was something about the image that's, you know, has some lasting value. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, you. Like Alex Noriega says, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying, though. My turds can get pretty shiny. Uh, me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> well, uh, but why don't you uh, start out by telling telling the audience a little bit about how you got uh, into landscape photography to begin with? Uh, sure. Yeah, I I started in two thousand and nine. Okay. And I was uh, I'm an airline pilot, and so I had been focused on my career for oh man, I mean. A long time. Uh, and I finally got to the point where I, I was a captain and I was, you know, flying the planes that I wanted to fly. I was at a major airline and I kind of reached, you know, a good, a good level at my career. And then you look around and say, well, what else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a decent amount of free time and, uh, you know, I've got to have something else to do. And my father was a professional photographer back in the 70s and 80s back when you know it was that was the only way to get an image is magazines would say okay we're going to hire you to go out and shoot the space shuttle launch so he'd go out there and uh back when you know the photographers they they were riding dirty so to speak and, <laughs> and uh, my dad has some great stories with uh, joe mcnally you know they'd go out there and and uh race around the desert in their rental cars and you know it's just it it was a different era so that was something that I thought, well, you know, I've always sort of had cameras around and I had done a couple of, you know, photography classes in high school, um, which is, there's a, there's a funny side story to that that I'll come back to. But, and, and then I sort of put it down, but I thought, well, maybe I'll try that again. So my neighbor, I lived at a condominium in, uh, in Portland. Then I had a neighbor that was a real estate agent. He had some free time. The market was down. Then he said, well, you know, let's try photography out. So 
I called my dad and he said, well, here, I'll send you a couple of lights and I'll send you some, you know, strobes and, you know, you can put up an umbrella and, and work on some portraits. I said, great, this is awesome. So I, I set it all up and my neighbor came over and we, you know, I figured out how to set the flash off and I sat him down and, you know, a pose. And, and so he, he starts looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, well, do something. <laughs> And nothing's happening. And, and, you know, no magic is occurring in front of the camera. And, and so finally I said, well, are you going to do anything? And he said, well, are you going to tell me to do something? And I, I, so I got really nervous and I went to check the equipment, set the flash off in my face. And I thought, okay, this just is not, I am not going to be a poor, poor photographer. So I started thinking, okay, what else am I going to do? And I dug around online and a few images of Mark Adams has popped up. And I thought, wow, those, I mean, they're special. You know, some of these, some of his stuff from 2008, 2009 is spectacular. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought, man, that, you know, I'm going to try that out. So I signed up for a workshop uh, with Adrian Klein and Kevin McNeil okay. here, here yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Little Cascadia, huh? Yeah, man. Those guys yeah. were, I don't, have you met them? Uh, I have not. Uh, oh, God, they're no. just great guys. I mean, they're really good Good people. All those photo Cascadia crew. Yeah, man. Just really good, good peeps. Yeah, and amazing um, photographers too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's just a that's just a talent pool there. Yeah, it's kind of like ridiculous actually. Yeah. That's yeah, a good group. So yeah. uh, this was before Photo C Cascadia and and so I went out with Adrian and Kevin and I mean I literally didn't know what it how to set an aperture. I didn't know what I was looking to do. And we spent a couple of days cruising around the um, Pacific Northwest doing the gorge and I was completely and totally hooked. <laughs> so I took another workshop with them on the coast, you know, a couple of months later and, and that was sort of how it, how it got started. So, um, a couple of things to, to people call you Captain Morgan? Yeah, you know, it's always when I go to like <laughs> Reno or Las Vegas that as people are getting off and I'm saying goodbye, they're like, oh, dude, you know, he keeps Captain Morgan. Like, oh, wow, I never you're heard like, that. Never <laughs> yes. heard that one. That's before. Amazing. Thanks, you're buddy. amazing. Have a nice drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm interested um, about hearing your. Um, about your workshops so that you went on so it sounds like you didn't um have a whole lot of uh knowledge or didn't do a whole lot on your own until you 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 know you tried the workshop thing and so for you was the workshop thing just to like uh learn or like what was your uh reason for going on a workshop yeah you know i i was starting from literally zero and uh -huh. um I mean, I had a camera and that's all I knew. I knew how to press the shutter button. I didn't know anything about aperture, you know, ISO, nothing. And I had no idea how to, to make a decent image. Okay. And, uh -huh. and I will say that, you know, workshops are an interesting gamut. Um, and I know a lot of people run them and a lot of people take them. And I think some are great and some are not. And the secret is getting hooked up with somebody, one, that you enjoy spending time with and you, mm. and you, you know, and two, that that is sort of teaching to your level. Um, had I hmm. gone out with, uh, you know, with Mark on a workshop, I would, it would have been a total waste of time because I, you know, <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't know how to turn the thing on. And Adrian and Kevin were really good about, you know, it was, a, it was an introductory photography workshop and they were really good about explaining how to use the camera, what settings I'm looking for, very basic introduction to Photoshop, you know, very basic introduction to composition and it really worked out well for me just to get me, you know, headed in the right direction. Hmm. So 
What would you say to people that are um, maybe haven't taken a workshop before, but um, want to make a good choice? Like how do how do you how does someone go about? Because like you said, there's hundreds and hundreds of people doing workshops. So how do you how do you pick the right one? You know, that's a great question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I got <laughs> I got exceptionally lucky. Um, with mine, I would probably say, you know, find somebody that shoots in the style that you like. Yeah. So, I mean, there are people that shoot in really different um, arenas of it with even within landscape photography. Right. And so I would find somebody that does, uh, you know, the type of shooting that you find yourself interested in. And then from there, I, I, the best thing you can do is, is ask a bunch of questions. So contact, you know, the, 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 workshop leader and say, Hey, this is what I'm looking to do. I am, I'm a, I'm a, you know, be honest with yourself. I'm a you know very beginning photographer. Is this something, you know, is there a specific workshop that you would recommend for the beginner photographer um, or, or not? And then I'd probably look around and ask other people that maybe have taken those workshops. What was your experience? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I also think you, you get out of it what you put into it. I asked, I mean, poor Kevin and Adrian, they must be so, they must hate my guts because <laughs> I asked questions nonstop about, you know, what's this, what's that, how do you do this, what am I looking for here? And, and they were very patient with me. So, um, uh, you know, if you're going to go and just sort of absorb, that's fine. But you're, you know, I would go in with some questions to ask and, and know sort of what you want to get out of it and make that clear before you start. This is what I'm hoping to get out of it. And hopefully your workshop teacher would ask that before you start, you know, mm. what do you want? Yeah. No, I think that's cool. I used to, uh, very briefly, I taught night photography classes and okay. it was interesting. Like, you know, I, I got everything from people that have been shooting for 20 years to people that like started shooting last week. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was interesting seeing how different people asked totally different questions and some people didn't ask any questions at all so you kind of had to like check in on them to see how they were doing or if they had any questions like because you know some people are shy and some people sure. are super yeah. extrovert but uh yeah, no, do think, you have a pulse sir are you yeah. still breathing right like okay. um uh i know your camera's on but are you <laughs> awake i mean i know it's two in the morning but uh have you yeah. fallen asleep yet or what's going on <laughs> oh man well, hey, so uh, switching topics a little bit, um, one of the things that I really uh, appreciate about you and your uh, presence online is that you spend a lot of time uh, telling stories. And it's not just like, oh, here's how I took this image. I mean, it's like you write like novels about <laughs> like crazy things that happened uh, on the trip that you were on that led up to that image. And I think a lot of other people really love that too. And I think ultimately, um, landscape photography in its purest form is, uh, storytelling, you know? So mm, interesting. Yeah. So what, uh, what is that about for you? Like, um, have you always had that gift and like, why do you do that? Well, it's for starters, you know, I post about once a month. So if you were a guy that's posting, if if it's your business and your job and you need to keep your face out there and you have to post every day, good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, but for me, when I post once a month or, or whatever it is that I don't even know how to turn on FaceTube, I don't, I don't do the internet. I don't know how any of this stuff works. So I, I pick my, you know, my one social media platform where I'm going to share my photos and I post one a month and I think, well, you know, I can invest some time in this then if, if I'm going to just mm. do it so infrequently. 
Um, and for me, it starts out with you have to be fat, you have to be old, <laughs> and you have to be clumsy. And I, I excel in all three of those categories. So <laughs> stuff seems to happen when you're fat, old, and clumsy. Um, and probably most importantly is I view my photography time at, at this stage in the game. It maybe wasn't always like this, but at this stage in the game when I'm doing it more infrequently than I have in the past, you know, I view it as my opportunity to spend time with some really close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got three or four people that I, that I routinely go shoot with. And it's not because, you know, I'm, we're arrogant and we don't like other people. It's just that they're my friends and I don't get to see them very often. And so this is my, my time to uh, share experiences with mm-hmm. them. And so typically things sort of happen when you're around, you know, around people that you care about and you're having a good time and funny stuff happens and you like to make fun of each other. And <laughs> I mean, I'm looking for any opportunity to insult any of my friends, uh, a- any chance I get it's as soon as somebody does something stupid in my presence, go check my Instagram story. It is on its way. <laughs> so that's, that's number one. And you know, I kind of like to write. My mom was, uh, she was an English major and, and later on in life, she uh, got her PhD in English and she really enjoyed that. And I've always kind of enjoyed the storytelling um, you know, part of life. So it all kind of adds up together as an opportunity for me to, uh, you know, that's my, that's my social media outlet mm. is to post a picture and, and inevitably something ridiculously stupid has happened during that time. And, <laughs> and I, so I get to, you know, talk about it and hopefully make fun of my friends in the, in the meantime. Oh, I love that. Uh, I, I'm also known for, um, I don't know if it's a good trait or a bad trait, but I'm also known for making fun of my friends and also <laughs> inviting them to make fun of me as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you can't, if you can't take it, then you shouldn't dish absolutely. it out. Absolutely. You know, sometimes yeah. I do it just to, you know, get them to, you know, fire back at something that'll make for sure. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, but game on. Yeah, it's uh, if if you're not comfortable laughing at yourself, then then it's probably not a very good strategy, but. Right. <laughs> um, but I enjoy it. Just this morning, you know, I, I was out with Ryan and we had a chance to go up to Mount Hood this morning. And I, you know, we got six feet of snow in the, last, in the last couple of weeks. We had no snow all winter and all of a sudden, boom, we got dumped on. And so we both had an opportunity to, to break free this morning. So we went up to Mount Hood and we get to the parking lot of where we're going to go. Both of us having been there before. And, and I said, uh, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and he said, let's go. I said, well, my snowshoes are in the truck still. He said, no, we don't need those. I, oh, are you sure? Yeah, we don't need snowshoes. You're good. Uh, okay. I, okay. I mean, <laughs> we, we had six feet of snow. I said, I'm 6'5". I'm cool. I'm going to be able to breathe. You're 5'11". It's going to be over your head. But, you know, hey, he, listen, this is, the, this guy knows what he's doing. He is the guy I always follow into battle. So if he says, you know, you're a pansy for not wearing snowshoes, I'm not going to wear snowshoes. <laughs> You know, 20, 20 yards later, he is up to his armpits. And I'm, of course, I make him go first. I'm not, I'm not leading. Right. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's moving three inches an hour through this waist deep or armpit deep snow. And, you know, the first thing I did is turn my video camera on and post <laughs> that puppy right to Instagram. <laughs> oh, check that out, man. Uh, yep. It's on there. The story. It's just, yeah, it's in the stories. Okay. I don't even know how to do that, but I think it's on the okay. story. Well, yeah, well, the thing with stories is they disappear after 24 hours, I think, is how that works. Okay. Unless you save yeah, it. I, I, I don't know how that works either. I don't 
I probably probably saved a picture of myself trying to figure out how to put a story. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I always uh, every time I use stories, I'm like, oh shit, am I doing a like a selfie video of me like staring exactly. at my phone right now? Or? Exactly. That was something I would totally do. Oh, me too. I've sometimes, you know, like sometimes I'll do an Instagram story like you know right as i wake up in the morning and of course you know i'm like not shaven you know like no <laughs> shirt on and i'm like oh am i showing the world my like exactly <laughs> oh, shit. oh that's funny yeah. man. it's funny how um some people just know how to do that stuff so intuitively and like i'm a kind of a nerd but like i don't know there's something about uh some of these social medias where i'm like how do you do that <sighs> I totally, uh, man, I can't figure out any of this stuff. I, oh, man. yeah, just, and I don't care enough to, you know, I, right. I, truly, I, I probably have 12 followers and I apologize to all 12 of you for, you know, having to put up with my BS, but I just don't care. You know, I mean, yeah. if it's your business, I totally get right, it. Right. If it's a different deal, but it's not my business. So if people want to follow me, awesome. If you don't, uh, you're, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, um, so it sounds like just going out with friends is like your recipe for uh, getting really awesome stories that that you can pair up with your images. Yeah, it, it you know when you're out there by yourself, not that stupid stuff doesn't happen, but you look around for somebody to make fun of you about it or somebody to share it with, and there's nobody around, that it, it becomes less amusing. Yeah, you know if there's somebody there laughing hysterically at you, then you know you. You can those those tend to stick a little bit better. My other thing, I better write it down within about you know two days, or I'm going to forget what's going uh, on. I will have forgot. I've forgotten more cool stories of things that you know David Thompson's done stupid than than I'll ever remember to to uh, put out there. But oh uh, yeah, I've um, I've heard a few of those stories and they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor David. Uh, but uh, he's yeah. he's brilliant about it. Uh, yes, he, he is. Yes, he is. He's a he's a good man. Absolutely. So, um, switching topics a little bit, um, I know you, you know, you say you're an airline pilot. Um, do you have a family as well? Um, I, well, yeah, uh, I had a wife, um, okay. and, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I ran her off due to photography. So, so she's a photo wi- uh, widow? Yeah, pretty much a photo widow. Yeah, okay. exactly right. Uh-huh. Um, I can't really get mad at her for taking off because I just, you know, I go fly a four day trip and then I'd come home and go shoot for two days and they go back out and fly a four day trip. That's not real conducive to, you know, family life. No. And, uh, I, I do not have kids. I had a dog that I lost custody of. So <laughs> Hank, Hank, if you're out there, hope you're, <laughs> hope you're okay, buddy. Oh, so that's, um, I think that's a great lead in. Um, so as a, as someone who works full time and, um, it sounds like you've kind of experienced the the tug of of how to prioritize photography and other things. How do how did how do you what are your what's your advice for for other people that maybe work full time but also um, want to get out and shoot as much as possible, or maybe more clearly, like how do you not get uh, lose your wife? <laughs> yeah, well, clearly I'm the wrong guy to ask. Right? But uh, <laughs> well, hey, man, you've been through it, so yeah. like maybe it's you like. It's like in the stock market. If you want to know how to make money in the stock market, watch what I do. Do the exact opposite, <laughs> and you're going to do great. Um, no, it, it. You know, it, it's a. It is. I think the toughest thing in the whole gamut of trying to be decent at this game. If you want to do, you know, it's it's a different story if you're doing it as a career, and then that becomes your job. Right. 
But if you're like most of us who are just, you know, we're just out here because we enjoy it. It's a good way to get outdoors. It makes us feel good. It, it exercises the creative part of our brain that, you know, for me has gone to mush over the years. And, and you get passionate about it pretty quickly. But finding that balance is critical. And, and it's not easy to do. And you want to be careful of it early on, especially if your you know, partner or your kids aren't into going out there and doing it with yeah. you. Um, you know, there are a lot of photography couples and, and that's fantastic. And, you know, that's, I think it's wonderful that they're out there doing it together. And I, I don't know how that works, but it, I'm assuming it works pretty well, but you know, <laughs> but for I think me, they find out pretty fast if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It's either, it's either an awesome thing or a terrible yeah. thing. Um, but for me, it's, it's about, you know what I had to, I had to realize so i started in 2009 and i was and i was obsessive about it 2009 to what 2012 uh-huh. or so and then you got to take a good long look in the mirror as things sort of crater around you and say did i cause this myself and if the answer is yes okay well going forward what do, what do i do differently and and the answer for me is you know i got to spend less time doing it and i got to be not so obsessive about it and not trying to improve all the time and just try to be grateful for the time that I do get and not worry about the fact that, you know, people that were behind me, so to speak, in, in the, in the game are now way ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And there are so many great photographers that are coming out now that are, you know, that have been doing this two, three years and are way better than I am. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It's crazy. It's, it's, and I, and just being okay with that and letting it go and just saying, you know, that's okay. You don't have to be great. You can be average and just enjoy your averageness and, <laughs> and it's 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 cool there's going to be people that are way better than you that have more time to commit or just have more talent and that's all fine yeah it, you know getting to that point's important i think so too because i think if if you try to do both of them well like one of them is going to give like either you're yep. you're um going to spend way too much time shooting photos and trying to be as good as the people you see around you and of course no matter how good you get, there's always going to be someone that's better than you. Yep. Um, with maybe yep. a couple of exceptions, but uh, and then you know, or if you like never go out and shoot, then you know you're never gonna you're gonna there's gonna be part of you that probably feels a little bit empty. I uh, d- definitely there is a balance there, and and um, you know as I as I went in and out of trying to figure where that balance is. I, I definitely went too far the other way and kind of let it go for too long and didn't shoot. And I, I was sick last year for uh, the first half of the year, so I didn't I didn't really get out much at all. But mm. man, I, it's amazing. One, how rusty you get, but two, how much I realize that I value this hobby. You know, it's important for me, for my mental health, health and well-being to be out there and, and doing this and at least trying to you know keep some semblance of a skill set well and it's interesting too because um it sounds like you're a little bit like me like um everything starts to get woven up into each other so like uh it's no it's it's more than just a hobby it's how you engage with your friends it's how you get social interaction it's how you it's how you exercise your creative mind and yes. um, for you, it's also like, you know, telling stories and having experiences. And so like, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important to get that, keep that stuff up. But like, if you, like you said, if you do it too much, then you, uh, you risk losing everything else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
There's a fine balance, and I managed to, to tip the scales the wrong way in both directions. Um, so hopefully I'm coming back toward the middle somewhere, uh-huh. you know, and, and finding some balance and, and working hard at that. That's, that's a, that's an ongoing process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's funny. My, my big thing used to be mountain climbing, like, and it still is, but mm. I used to do it like 30, 40 mountains a year, like big oh, wow. time, like, and, yep. uh, man, like, I imagine that takes the same kind of commitment. Oh, for sure. And like, uh, you know, I had a, one-year-old son, two-year-old son, mm-hmm. and my wife, and she was like, okay, he probably can't do this forever, but I'll, like, let you get a couple of good years in here, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was grateful for that, but, you, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine if that was, like, the way I did it every single year for the last 10 years. I would have – that probably would not have lasted. Right, right. Yeah. So, all right, um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh so one of the things um, I read about you on your website, which who knows, maybe you were just lying, but uh, <laughs> uh, is that you do a fair amount of um, digital manipulation. Um, what, if any, line do you draw in terms of what is um, for yourself ethically um, acceptable or are there no lines that you would push beyond? You know, the only line that I, I, I know this is like the, the biggest hot topic in, in landscape photography, but for me, uh, you know, my only, my only caveat is, is if somebody puts something out there and they're not honest about it, and that doesn't mean that they have to list everything that they've <laughs> right, done. I clone stamped this. I, uh, yes, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. But if you're, you know, if somebody asks tell it, you know, and more importantly, you know, for me, that's why I put it on my website for that exact reason, because as far as I'm concerned, you know, especially if you're not out there shooting all the time, I'm not out in the field 300 days a year, I'm out in the field, you know, 15 days a year. And so I'm not going to get the great light that a lot of other people are going to get, I'm not going to get, you know, the awesome everything. So I, I, and I enjoy my time on the computer. And, you know, for me, that's a whole nother art form. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's why, you know, you're not going to see me putting my photos, you know, trying to get them into national geographic. <laughs> I mean, you know, because I, they don't want any digital manipulation. And for me, I love, you know, kind of creating that painterly style or making it look a little whimsical and just giving it sort of the extra oomph and making it look, you know, putting on its Sunday best. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I enjoy doing. And it, it, you know, some people are not into that, and they don't. They and they, they think that that's not, you know, pure landscape photography. Totally fine, no problem. I do resent people suggesting that I should or shouldn't do something because I certainly would never tell anybody else uh-huh. what they should or shouldn't do with their art. I mean, you know, how you want to present it, awesome. How you want to do it, awesome. Uh, that's you know my. That's just my take on it, and uh, I know that some people have really passionate feelings about that. But as long as you're sort of upfront about the fact that, yeah, hey, I use Photoshop and and I enjoy using Photoshop, and I'll, you know, man, if I blow a Gaussian blur on there and I kind of blur out some of the, uh, you know, forest scene and kind of blur out some of the background and make it look glow, so it looks like the light was really glowy back there. That's my choice to do that. As long as I'm not out there saying, Excellent. oh, yeah, wow, absolutely. yeah, man, I didn't touch this thing, you know, straight out of camera. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, 
I think it's interesting because um, when I look at your stuff, I mean, obviously you Photoshop stuff. I mean, we all do. But uh, when I look at your stuff, it's 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 not like you're taking entire scenes from other images and like pasting them into other images. Like, I think I, I can tell like you have this shot from American Basin with all the wildflowers in the foreground. Yeah. In Colorado here, I'm, I mean, I've been up there like a billion times, so like I know that spot. And uh, I mean, all I can tell is that you kind of added a little bit of glow on the horizon and like made accentuated the greens on the hillside. Like, I mean, it's not like you added uh, sunset from no. California and put it in your Colorado <laughs> yeah, shot. No. You know what I mean? It, it, that I is that shot's an interesting one. I just processed that. I had kind of left it for the last couple of years, um, uh-huh. and. You know, it was it was an interesting day. It was stormy, stormy skies, and they were awesome. But man, the light on that on the on the on the scene was so flat. And for yeah. me, I love trying to create and kind of build up light where it would naturally fall, and kind of you know adding that drama. And you know, the the file comes out super flat, but but that, that's that's fun for me is to to try to you know make it look like there's, you know, shades sort of sides of the hill in, 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 mm-hmm, bathing mm-hmm. in light and just see if I can make it work. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, obviously that's a whole other category of talent and art that some people have and some people don't. And um, I think envisioning, you know, when you shoot a scene like that, envisioning kind of what you think you want to do to it in the digital darkroom takes a lot of forethought and skill as well. So, I mean, it, to me, like, it's funny. People have been, you know, calling me a purist and I'm like, I'm definitely not a purist. I, uh, in fact, I'm fully embrace the type of stuff that everyone is doing. I think my biggest thing for me personally is like, just if you, if you do something super drastic, like, like if those foreground flowers in that image that you have here weren't even from that scene, right, right. Like you probably should just say that, like, hey, these flowers were here, but I right. thought they would look really cool in the scene, so I put yep. them in. It's a com- yes, it's a composite. Yeah, yeah. And I, yep. I mean, I, I think ninety nine percent of people out there would be like, that's cool, no big deal. Look, it looks great, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yep. if you go to that place and you're like, where the fuck are these wildflowers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they don't exist here. Like what the hell, Miles Morgan? You just duped me, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where people get upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but and I and I will just say, like, I think your um, your digital your digital art is really good. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's, um, uh, I, I, like I said, I enjoy it. I, I'm not very good at it. I, I spend hours yes, <laughs> uh, telling you, uh, if you watch me process or try to explain processing, you would, you would, uh, you would nod your head when I say that, because I move slide. I just start moving shit around like, and oh, hoping for the best. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, I'm moving sliders back and forth. And, you know, guys, I, I've had people ask me, you know, how long does it take you to process your images? And I say, well, you know, four or five hours. Yeah. And they're like, come on, I'm, I'm dead serious. Three and a half of those hours were because I had to undo the, the <laughs> crap that I did wrong in the previous three hours. So, I mean, I literally flail around after it. And that's mostly because I just don't spend enough time doing it. Yeah. But in order to get it to look, you know, right, and I'm terrible with colors. Oh, my God, that's a, such a struggle for me. 
is trying to get the colors right. So I always bounce my images off of Ryan and David and uh, Zach. Zach Bright, I've been yeah, man. a couple toward him. God, that kid's just ridiculously talented. He's so good at critique, so, too. Yeah, he's, he is. So Yeah, I've been sending I, you know, him some a, of my stuff, too. Like, hey, what do you think about you, this? And then he just shreds it, and you're like, all right, that's exactly <laughs> okay. what I needed. Great, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, it's, you know, they, to me, it's it's – uh, I, I've got a, a group of people that I trust that I, I like the way their stuff looks and I, and I know that they'll tell me straight up, okay, this is not good. Um, and and I, I just know better than to ever, you know, put anything out there that I haven't, you know, had somebody filter for mm. me because I just get it wrong. The other thing, I don't know, do you do this where you process an image and finish it and go do something else and go to, to bed and wake up the next morning, come back and go, Jeez, what the f were you doing? Oh, what yeah, is dude. this crap? Almost every time, like, oh god, uh, I don't know what it is. Like, I'll process something, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks amazing. And then you wake up the next day and you look at it, and you're like, that doesn't even look like the same photograph. What the hell happened? Like, someone took on, <laughs> turned on my computer overnight and changed everything. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it. it um, I, I think it's your eyes just sort of adjust to that. Uh huh. Um, it, but man. I know better. I, I know. I got to give it a couple days and then come back and go, whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> me, me too, man. Gotta fix that. Uh, yeah. And I, like you said, I, I've been starting to send uh, some of my, my photos to other people just to get their feedback too because mm. um, it's funny. Like, uh, like you, it's almost like you trick yourself into thinking something looks good. Right. And then someone else looks at it and they find all kinds of stuff that you never would have seen yourself. It's, right, right. It's a, it, I think that's honestly like if you want to get better, like that's probably the number one way to get better is to find some people that you trust and just let them like give you super honest critique about what you did right and wrong. Yes. And yeah. you, they also have to sort of shoot and process in the same style that you do. Yeah. You know, because they're going to see it another way possibly so uh -huh. um yeah, yeah i don't know if anyone shoots the same way i do it's uh i don't even know if, how i would describe the way i do process i'm like honestly i'm kind of like you like i started out like just playing with sliders and like what's that do and now i've been like intentionally teaching myself more stuff like i got the tk panels and you know i get to yep. listen to yep. sean bagshaw's sean, beautiful man. voice like got, <laughs> the velvet the yeah. velvet sounds of sean bagshaw right you're like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yep. good old sean sean's got me through a lot with that with those tk panels yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, i was doing a lot of the same kinds of stuff but like all manual and like really clunky like way more time not as precise um and man tk panels is so powerful yes it, it really is and it's gotten more and more so i mean he's really he, he just keeps on making it better yeah i mean dude. it's way above my pay grade i don't understand half the shit that is going on but <laughs> uh, you know i mean he it it's so powerful um and i just like i said i just kind of move stuff around as best i can yeah hope, i mean even the works. Even the easy panel, like the first tutorials he teaches, like you can do a lot of stuff with that just with that first tool he teaches you. It's pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. I haven't gotten to meet him yet. I, I really, I would like to someday. He seems like a fascinating guy. 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, I had him on the podcast, uh, I don't know, maybe like six months ago and it was okay. really fun chatting with him. He's a super cool dude. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, God, what a talent, man. What, I mean, one, he, one, he can shoot and two, to have come up with all that stuff is, I mean, what a boon for the rest of us landscape photographers to just leech off of, you know? Right. I mean, he ought to charge 10 times what he charges for that thing. It's just, it's, it's so valuable. I know. Um, Hey, so another thing I wanted to chat with you about, um, and I just noticed this when I was, uh, reaching out to you and looking at your website. Um, I also had, uh, gotten reached out to by big naked wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you were the first, uh, other photographer I saw that, uh, had something on their website about them. What, have you seen one in person yet? Yeah, I have one in my house. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Cause I, I haven't, they haven't sent me into the photos yet of what my stuff would look like. And it looks freaking awesome. It, it's really cool. I, I've learned a few things having done it. So what I, I've got one frame and then three of the fabrics. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that, that aren't familiar with Big Naked Wall, go check it out because it is really a cool thing. And you can work with them a couple of ways. You can either, you know, if you want your own stuff, they'll – you know, they'll either, if they don't want to sponsor you, they'll, they'll still sell you the pro, you know, the, 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 uh, the system and you can have your own stuff. That's it's backlit art. Um, or you can, you know, they have a bunch of photographers online that they have ready made stuff, but I've learned a few things. One, um, it's, it, it comes across like a canvas. It's Mm. not a fine detailed print. I mean, there's some nice detail in there, uh-huh. But it is, it's a smooth fabric that you put over the top of the frame. And so if you're expecting it to be super detailed, it's, it's not. But mm-hmm. I equate it to, you know, hey, what a canvas print looks like. Yeah, the sure. other thing is the prints that look best with those are sort of high contrast with great highlights and dark shadows and, you know, s- sort of super contrasty scenes that the light picks up those light areas really well. Mm. Um, I, I've noticed that, you know, you don't really have to worry about noise at all because there's not as much detail. So in the shadow areas, if you do a print with them, you know, I would crank the contrast, get quite a bit of tonal contrast in the shadow areas. Um, mm. so they don't get blotchy. And the other thing I'm noticing, and Ryan, and I were just talking about this last night. If you're, if you're looking at it kind of at night and you turn the light on, it comes across as a little bright with the way my images go to print. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend bringing the, the luminosity down if you do end up doing a print with them. You know, bring it down maybe 10% and sort of get it to match because it, it comes across as a little over-brightened at night. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so but they're great to work with. They really are good, good folks. So basically, it's like a, um, I guess it's kind of like a wooden frame uh, that they have LED lights inside in the back, and then you put these little canvas fabrics over the frame, flip a switch, and then it just like basically makes your photo just glow, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a metal frame. Oh, metal, okay. And they've got LED lights on the inside, and then you plug it in, you know, from the back. And then you take it's it's a uh, probably about a two inches thick, mm-hmm. and then they they have a a canvas that is like a fabric that has silicone edges on it, and you just sort of wrap those edges into the side of the frame, and it stretches it tight across. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it without the backlit, it it looks kind of 
muddy. Mm. And then you turn on the backlight and bam, all the details come out and the highlights come out and it's, it looks, it looks amazing. It's a really neat product. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, it's funny, like uh, about an hour ago, I just built a whole site on my website for it. Cause, um, they finally got all my stuff in on their, on their site and everything. So cool. I, I'm yeah. excited to actually see one because it, it looks like a really cool product. It really is. It's a, it's a neat product and it's, it's unlike anything I had seen out there. You know, it's as close as you can get to sort of taking a, you know, your computer monitor and putting it on the wall. Right, right. Because we look at, you know, prints are tough. And so that's a whole other art form in and of itself. You know, you, we look at our stuff that's all backlit and it looks great. And then you put it on a print and if you put it on a wall, it's kind of dark with no light <laughs> on it. Anything. You look at it and go, gee, this is, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's so, funny. It, uh, and I think you're probably one of those guys uh, back in the 500PX day. Like it seems like all of you kind of painterly style guys would always put like uh, looks best on black. Like click, what yep. was that? You had to press B or something on 500PX. Yeah, something like that. And, yep. I, and yep. every time I saw someone do that, I'm like – okay, it looks great on the computer, but like, how's that going to look on someone's wall? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, I've had a hard time. That's the same thing with uh, Instagram, which, you know, where I've, kind yeah. of, I've landed now is man, the white background kills right? me. And I have to basically process the thing. My, my uh, website's darker background. So you almost have to process the stupid thing twice, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, because you're going to lose some stuff in the way. Of course, I just don't care enough. But <laughs> yeah, if you really care, you got to process it twice. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's same with like web sharpening and all that stuff. Like, right. I absolutely. personally don't really go through the hassle of all that, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like TK, man. I push one button and it yeah. does it for me. So I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, man. Um, okay. Well, so you've listened to some of the podcasts, so you kind of know it's coming, I think. Yep. So based on the name of the podcast, uh, F stop, collaborate and listen, taking one of those three words or all three, uh, what advice would you have for other landscape photographers out there from your, from your perspective? You know, the, the most important thing for me, if you're, unless you're somebody that's out there all the time. I think the vast majority of us are are not mm -hmm. getting to do this full time or maybe don't even want to do it full time. <laughs> and so if you want to keep some semblance of a skill set, the best advice that I have is I call it active viewing. I look at a lot of photographs and and I look at them on mostly Instagram or 500 or whatever this new Vero is or you know people's websites that I follow um, or, you know, Nat Geo, I just look at a ton of pictures and I try to do it every day. And instead of just looking through it and flipping through and going, yep, pretty, 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 you know, like, 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 I look at it in a critical, and I don't mean critical as a negative, but just in a critical way where I'm trying to figure out, oh, hey, I really like that. Why do I like that? You know, what is it about this image that works for me? Is it that it's, you know, that they simplified it down to its primary elements? Is it um, the, the great color? Is it the way the light falls in the scene? Is it, you know, a wonderful balanced composition? And then also, you know, perhaps, hey, what don't I like about this or what doesn't work for me here? And if you can kind of keep doing those type of analysis on the images that you're looking through, it can keep your skill set at least relatively sharpened 
for when you do get to go out and shoot, because I get rusty. You know, if I don't shoot for a couple months and I go out and I, my eye is terrible and my compositions suck, which, you know, it's kind of standard for me, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm flailing around trying to figure out what, you know, what works and what doesn't. And this way I can, I've done a little bit of mental math on the stuff beforehand. So that's my best advice, I think, is, you know, actively view a lot of people's pictures, mm -hmm. good and bad, and then look at your own and have that same critical thought. Of, I mean, I'm hypercritical of my own images and people think, you know, that's not great, but I learn a lot by coming back from the field and saying, well, this sucks, but not only does it suck, why does it suck? Yeah. Oh, well, this was terrible. Ah, oh, crap. Why didn't I do that? And then hopefully you can apply the, why didn't I do that the next time you go out and shoot? Uh -huh. Yeah, and it's funny. I do the, I do a lot of that myself. Um, that's why I follow so many photographers is because I'm always trying to do kind of the same thing. Like, what is it that I like and dislike about what they're doing? And it's not to, like, put them down. It's, like, to try to figure out what I can apply to my own work. I think that's, I think that's a great strategy, especially if you're uh, not shooting a lot or if you're starting out. Um, yeah. It's interesting though. I was talking, uh, it wasn't like in person, but over on Facebook, I was talking with Sarah Marino and she shared a, a blog post that someone else put up and I can't remember their name, but it was basically talking about kind of the opposite of that, like purposely mm -hmm. not looking at other people's photography, which I think is yep. also kind of an interesting thought because, um, I feel like the more you look at other people's stuff, the less, possibly kind of inner creativity you have i don't know so i yep. think i think there's yep. pros and cons to both approaches absolutely and that and and that is great advice for somebody who has a lot more talent than me <laughs> <laughs> and has a lot more inner creative i have got zero inner creativity so it it uh but no there that's a point to be taken as well you know and and uh it kind of like the processing thing that we talked about. There's no right or wrong. Oh, you know, for sure, for sure. Man, we're all out here to have a good time. Sometimes, I, you know, are, isn't this supposed to be fun? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the idea, was to be out there having fun. And, and But I, I do, I think there's, and Sarah, by the way, good God, man, talk yeah. about lights out. The way she and Ron go about those, uh, you know, intimate abstract scenes makes me want to punch myself in the face. I know. I'm gonna I don't know how they see that stuff. I just, I can't see it. Yeah, I'm gonna see them next weekend. Actually, oh, are you? Well, yeah. give them a give them a big high five from me. Will do, man. <laughs> give Sarah a hug. You can push Ron over. It's fine. Yeah, he'll like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so who else would you like to hear on the podcast? Like, um, and maybe dude, this is the last episode, man. Know, I'm telling I you, know. nobody ever is gonna want to come on after I've ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and maybe uh, not just who, but like why. Um, you know, I would love to, there, God, there's so many good shooters out I know, there. Dude, I, know. Um, I would love to see if you could score Ian plant. Have you, have you ever talked to Ian? Have you met Ian? I have not. Man. Um, I, I ran into him one time in the field and I was like, so starstruck that I didn't even say anything. He, he is, I've had the, the great pleasure of, of, uh, spending some time with him, having a couple dinners with him. And I mean, one, that dude, <sighs> His talent level is off the charts, and I love I, and deeply admire how he just does his own thing. You know, yeah, I heard a podcast with him and Josh Cripps and someone yep. else where he was talking about he doesn't even really shoot landscape anymore. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that's really true or not, but he says he does more portraits and people now. Yeah, interesting. I haven't talked yeah. to him. I'll have to, I'll have to harass him about that when I when I chat with him next, but. Yeah. 
he uh, man, and he's so diverse. You know, he does everything really well. Right. And, but he's just got you know he was a lawyer before and just just decided I've had enough. I'm, I'm yeah. I want to be a photographer and I I so admire the way he has gone about his business and he you know he just does his own deal and and man he's he's a he's a really and he does a really good job of of you know diversifying his business i know uh-huh. he was teaching a lot of workshops and he's completely over that i know that he's uh-huh. you know and that that man That's that a takes grind. a lot out of you yeah yeah i've i've helped ryan with one and i've helped um tom and bruce out on the big island with some uh, lava stuff uh-huh. and, whew, man i mean it's it takes it takes a lot out of you and and you you know you want to get these people are paying good money you want to give them the best product possible yeah. so um but yeah so he i know he's kind of done with that business but he's he's out there you know i know just the other night he was giving out a um some sort of a free web webcast of about composition and i had to fly so right um i didn't think united would appreciate if i called in sick to listen to somebody's free webcast so i, I didn't get to hear it but, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that would be my first choice. I would, I would eat that up. I'd really love to, to hear him. Okay, cool. Anyone else? Man, you've had, you've had so many great, so many of the great shooters that are out there. Um, Cody Wilson, Co- you know, Cody, I didn't know Cody very well until recently. And, and, uh, he's, he's sneaky good. <laughs> I love people like that's how I describe Zach Bright. Yeah, Zach's uh, definitely sneaky good. Like he's so under the radar, but like yep. you look at his oh. stuff, and you're like, "Where? Did, what the hell?" He makes me literally want to vomit in my own mouth sometimes. Dude, he has some sick God, shots. his is just unbelievable, and his processing uh, is it's, so good, it's, so it's dialed. Like, it's like so ethereal looking most yep. of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I am gonna chain him down and make him you know do a Skype session with me one of these days. But he's on some sub somewhere, and I'm flying. But <laughs> uh, but Cody, you know, Cody's one of those guys. One. I absolutely love him. I love the kid. I call him a kid because I'm old, but uh, he's he's a he's a good human being, and he's just so unassuming and nice and friendly, and you know he's he's learned a lot from a lot of people. He's gone on mm-hmm. a lot of tours, with a lot of people. He's he's had a lot of people you know take him out, but he also has got his own his own style, and he's unbelievable with the drone. He, he kind of was at the forefront of that drone thing. Okay, uh-huh. and so really talented in that in that arena. Um, and I went, he and Ryan were scouting to do a drone workshop, a specific drone workshop. Mm. And I, I invited myself along on that. Um, (laughs) and he's, he's really, he's an interesting guy and he's, he's got some, I mean, if you look at his work again, he doesn't post a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about himself, which I love. I love people that don't have to brag about themselves. It just let, you know, yeah that are, are just cool with being who they are. And then you see that talent. Same, Zach's the same way. Man. Totally. You don't see, you don't hear Brett Zach talking about how great he Not is, even. but he's awesome. Yep. You know? And so Cody's of the same, the same, that same cloth, you know? So I, I, that would be, I'd be interested to hear what he had to say too. He's, he's a, a great guy. Cool, man. Well, thanks for the recommendation. I don't think anyone's a recommended Absolutely. Cody yet. So that's sweet. Cool. Yeah. He, he's, he's a good, he, he'd be a good cool. listener. Well, thanks, man. It's been super fun chatting with you. Like, hey, thanks for having me on. Man, absolutely. It. Like, the pleasure's all mine, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's. I hope I didn't ruin your audience. So, for my I twelve know, followers out there, you know, keep the faith. 
Yep, sorry guys, this is the last podcast. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>